Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, and I'm joined once again by my good friend, Aram in Toronto. What's up, Aram? Not much, but we got some news to talk about, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's been a little bit. I've taken a little time off from the the trauma of the season, and I just got to say, I'm glad the season is officially over. Yes. Uh, congratulations to the Nuggets. I yep. didn't watch any of the finals. I didn't watch any <laughs> of the conference finals. Uh, I needed a break, and you know, I kept up on ESPN.com and through texting people. Uh, but I needed some time, and I think they had their parade. Uh, but now it's over. We can just put that all behind us. But there's just you know, it's kind of been like a, a couple of weeks of not much happening, but when there's not much happening, there's just a lot of like rumors. You don't know what's smoke. You don't know if something is from a legit source or somebody's just making something up or taking like an offhand comment yeah. and uh, running with it and, and overhyping it. But first, 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 uh, of course, uh, Mike Dunleavy Jr. is now officially the general manager of your Golden State Warriors. I'm talking to you, Aram, and everybody else out there. <laughs> and I'm like, first off, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it, it was it was pretty much a foregone conclusion by all accounts. And so I think we've had a long time to accept this. I think uh, I would have to say this is quite the turn, though, if I, you know, you and I are kind of older Warriors fans and um, you know, his uh, prior term with the, with the team going back to uh, um, you know, the early two thousands was not a good, was not a good run. And so when he got brought into the fold, it was kind of like, wait, wait, what, you know, like this guy of all people. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously his relationship with Myers was really, uh, they had a close relationship. Myers brought him handpicked him specifically uh, I'm sure out of like a, a lot of people who he could have chosen as as his like person to um, you know uh, teach his teach the ways of of front office management and whatnot. So um, so you know I'm sure Myers didn't do that out of not thinking of you know the repercussions, and he himself was a Warriors fan too. So um, it's just it's just uh, it's just odd. You know I I saw that you you tweeted out earlier today. Um, you said on the Oakland Warriors uh, Twitter account, you said, "Oh, wow! Could they couldn't have found a better uh, a better uh, a picture right. of Mike Dunleavy?" And it's like, "Well, oh, wow. <laughs> there's a lot worse ones." Uh, <laughs> uh, if if, uh, if folks remember the old days, uh, uh, you know, Warriors World fans posting all the all the pictures of uh, Dunleavy mouth agape or getting kicked in the face by Ira Newble. Uh So these are the things that uh, that. Uh, you know, are a part of his legacy, but Hey, this is a good opportunity to see what he's got. And, uh, you know, kind of like to bring it back to what you're saying about like needing a break, uh, needing a new start, right. With this team, this is an opportunity to see, like, I I mean, we don't know what he's like at all. I, I, I mean, I'm kind of looking forward to a press conference when he gets introduced as the GM or, or if he's going to introduce draft picks or whatever, I don't even know what he sounds like now. I don't even know what, how he thinks. And so, uh, but that's kind of exciting, right? Because this team is at a pivotal point. 
Um, it's a real inflection point and we don't know where anything is going to go. And so this is definitely adding some, some drama to the mix, if nothing else. Right. Yeah. And, you know, like I've said to you that, I mean, it was pretty obvious that Myers was going to leave and there was hope. And I'll be honest, like another reason why I kind of took some time off was because I was just waiting to see when Dunleavy was officially going to be announced and when that presser is, because I feel the same way. Like we don't know anything about, is he going to be like, he was close to Myers, right. But is he going to, you know, be doing what's, what Steph wants? Is he going to be just a mouthpiece for uh, Joe Lacob? Is he going to want to make a huge impression and make some crazy move in this off season? Is he going to plan for the future more or is he going to just like say, go, let's go all in and, and uh, sell the house, uh, move off of all the youngsters and just try to get like another title or two. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. I mean, and that's the thing for this Warriors offseason. I feel like, you know, when you take a step back and you look at it, every offseason there's questions, right? But usually it's like, oh, well, you know, so-and-so, we just need to get healthy or we need to uh, find another uh, vet minimum to fill this spot or, you know, just plug some holes. But right now there's like this schism, right? If I went on, on, uh, on uh, Twitter and you just see the directions that everybody wants to go and people that just want to, uh, you know, like we owe Steph this sell on uh, all the, all the draft picks recently or people that want to just, you know, get, the young guys, some, some playing time, get Kaminga, get Moody in there, get PBJ in there, et cetera, et cetera. So all of this is like, I'm just waiting for some action. I want something to happen. Like it was also announced that uh, Draymond is likely to opt out of his contract. And it was like, Oh, but we knew that was coming. Right. Because either he's going to sign like a, a longer term deal, uh, you know, maybe not at max, but just get more money over a, uh, a few more years. Uh, but I was like, okay, it's something like, let's just have something. Cause I'm still tired of <laughs> this roster and the way this team has been. So like, I'm looking at, at you Dunleavy and I think he's in a, a really tough spot because of that. Right. Because he, he's going to upset a big faction of the Warriors fan base, no matter what he does. Right. Cause some change has to happen. So if he kind of sticks with some of the youngsters, then those people who, who feel the opposite way are just going to lash out. And then uh, folks like me who, who do like some of the young guys, uh, if he sells, sells them for cheap, whatever, if he moves off them for uh, pennies on the dollar, then uh, I'll be, I'll be bummed. So like, again, uh, I want to see that press conference and I find it interesting that they, and some other NBA news came out on a Friday, right? Cause I know that maybe they're, you know, like, the, the the John Moran thing, which I don't really want to talk about, uh, was announced today to his suspension of 25 games. And it was like after the Nuggets parade, but it's on a Friday. And yeah. you put out news on a Friday when you don't want anybody to talk about yeah. it, yeah. you know? And like the Warriors, I'm sure they don't care about the Nuggets parade. So they put this news out on a Friday. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just, I just find that interesting. But you know, Dunleavy's got, and again, taking a step back, he's got a tough job because uh, it's just crazy to think, though, like that, that guy, because I think of that 
picture of him getting kicked in the face by uh uh Ira Newble. Is that who yeah. it was? Yeah, Ira Newble, yeah. Yeah. And that's the lasting image of him. And I, I also tweeted out like it's just mind-boggling to think that after all these years, he is back. He was loathed and derided by this Warriors fan base. And now he's back in control of their favorite team. And more importantly, their emotions. Right. Yeah. So like yeah. he, he kind of has all of us like <laughs> well, yeah. you, you know, I think it was uh Anthony Slater on the Athletic did a did a great job of like giving a, a real overview, uh, you know, especially for folks who may not uh be as familiar with Dunleavy, especially that that early uh, relationship playing for the Warriors uh, of, you know, who he was and why, why everybody was kind of down on him from the start. He, he was basically uh, the consolation for not getting Yao Ming. Right. Which is, or, which is J- kind or of, Jason Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of like the, uh, it's kind of like this year. It's like, imagine not getting Wembenyana, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, but I think what also Slater, uh, you know, kind of cobbled together from all these different interviews was that, you know, one of the things that Dunleavy himself said is that like, you know, back then I wasn't, I wasn't ready to be that kind of player that I needed to be. And then furthermore, uh, you know, rejoining the organization, you can see how much the, the organization has changed uh, with mm-hmm. the new ownership, um, with the new management in place. Like, and so, you know, while the, the, the name of the team is the same, uh, so much has changed. Um I mean, maybe you and I haven't changed that much, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, um, so, I mean, it, it is, it is going to be interesting. And, and, you know, I think I heard Danny LaRue on a podcast talk about like, this is, this is a, this is a tough job in, in, an, in another way, it may not have been that attractive to outsiders anyway, in the first place, because, um, you know, the mandate is not quite clear. Obviously the mandate is to win, but how to execute that mandate and then, you know, uh, a very strong owner, which, hey, uh, not that we need to get into the A's, but can we all, like, be thankful for an owner who actually cares, who actually yeah. puts resources into the team, um, which, which is looking to actually win and compete? Um, because we as Warriors fans know what terrible ownership is. Um, unfortunately, other Oakland's, you know, Oakland A's fans are feeling that right now too. So as much as, you know, it's, it is our prerogative as fans to criticize uh, management and ownership. Um, let's also be thankful that we're not there anymore, you know, yeah. because it easily yeah. could have been uh, what's happening uh, to the A's. So, um, but, but it is, but it is a, a demanding ownership. There's no doubt about it. And and we don't know where it's going to go. So I, I would say though, and and you're right, because I think there's, there's a lot of like um, splits, I think, amongst fans, at least in terms of seeing the uh, the the responses and engagement on social and on the Discord. Is um, I really don't know where it's going to go. I, I I'd have to say I, I'm a bit surprised on how uh, vocal people are about get rid of Clay. Um, I mean, I think that's <laughs> definitely some recency bias. He he had yeah. a bad he had a bad Lakers series. It was bad. Uh, he also had a great middle of the season Um, and he had a bad start of the season, but he had a great middle of the season as well. So I'm kind of like, um, I I guess, yeah, I don't know what to say other than um, there's a few, you know, 
points coming up. There's the draft. There's free agency. And so I think the action that you want to see and that we all are waiting for, that's coming really fast. And so, um, you know, we've had we've had a few rumors about uh, Kaminga being on the block um, and that, you know, this is the time where it happens, where it's draft and and free agent season. So we're going to get revved up and and get these rumors like this. Um, So let's talk about that. Let's talk about Kaminga rumors. Let's talk about draft um and and some of the free agency so um how much stock do you put in the kaminga rumors that oh he could be used to move up he could be used to get somebody else like i mean is that all a surprise i don't think so no no i don't think it's a surprise because he is probably the most desirable uh prospect yeah, player. he's the only thing. He's the only, right? he's the only chip, like, right? He he's yeah. the guy that I would really, really want to have. The Warriors have, but guess what? We have him, but people are trying to move off him. You know, all this talk, the the ESPN draft express stuff, and then other people, I don't know whom saying, Oh, now the Warriors want to get out or move back of the draft. I mean, it's again, like I was saying before, it's all smoke it's all who knows where it's coming from and we're, we're all because it's been such dead air for so long we're all like buying into it we're like oh yeah, yeah. looking at our chops and, and it's fine it's part of fandom well, also, and it's funny to that point too you you bring in a new guy who's uh yeah. running the show i mean obviously the same organization mostly all the same people but um I, part of me wonders it you know, it's not the same sources anymore, right? Uh, mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm. other people don't know exactly how this organization yeah. is going to be run now. So, yeah. you know, what what credence do you put into these things? Like, well, we don't know, and and you know, yeah. usually that stuff gets leaked anyway. But um, but uh, who's who's leaking it now, and for what reasons? Right, and even people who say they have sources like on the discord i'm like okay <laughs> like i don't know your sources but hey uh i i think they have some knowledge of people in scouting and stuff so that's that's cool i i don't have any sources like that but uh to me i mean we talked about this right like a couple weeks back a few weeks back when we did all the trade talk like we know that kaminga is out there recently it was like about trading him to move up higher uh from 19 and to me i'm like there's nobody Besides Wembenyama and you know, I guess Scoot Henderson, that I would take over John Kaminga. He, you know, they're all going to be younger. They're all going to have less NBA experience, and I would think that that would be a, a, a silly move, right? Like that video of Steph and Scoot playing uh, whatever shooting and uh, uh, working out together. Oh, that 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 got interesting, right? It was like, ooh, <laughs> that, that was such a tease, but that's not going to happen because it would take so much to get to the second spot or even the third spot. And it's not going to take just, uh, you know, uh, JK and the 19th pick, right? There's no way, you know, like other teams would smoke that uh, deal, that package so quickly. But, you know, like we talked about, just it's been a while, but, you know, a trade that makes sense. uh, One of the ones that we talked about, uh, I mean, I'm not going to, I don't even know them, but like, I'm, I'm fine if it makes sense. Not if it's like, oh, here's a uh, a 30-year-old role player who, you know, when Steph is injured, he can hang out with him and laugh and joke with him on the bench too. You know what I mean? The way he did with Gary Payton. And I'm not trying to sound like too cynical, but like, you know, I I feel like these, these kind of factions, some of it is 
and and like we all want this team to be a title contender, but I think there's obviously different views on how that can happen and how that should happen. So uh, I personally think, you know, like this Warriors team, oh, you know, they're unathletic and they're getting old. Hey, you know what? We need like a guy who's young and athletic and who can get to the line and who's improving and who's on a cheap deal. Hey, <laughs> John Kaminga, you know, Guess great. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guy. So, uh, you know, I, I think, I don't know how much specific credence, but we all know that he is uh, an asset that people would want. I mean, you know, all the all the young guys are pretty much. And it's unfortunate because Poole, you know, we've talked about this before, how, uh, you know, real quick, it's like him getting a change of scenery uh, would be would be good because just, you know, to get a fresh start from all the all the drama. And plus, like he'd get away from Draymond, he would get out from uh he get a shot at starting a realistic one as opposed to being stuck behind Clay. And then, you know, Kaminga right now, it's like he's stuck behind Draymond, Gary Payton the second, Andrew Wiggins. And you know that when that trade happened, the uh D'Angelo Russell, Andrew Wiggins trade, and, and then the pick became Kaminga, like instantly I thought, I mean, it's clear to me, Kaminga's gonna have the best career out of all those guys barring injury. He's he's the best player out of all of them, in my opinion. And you know, at the end of the day. So like it's an it's unfortunate right now because Kerr is so loyal to the vets and as he should be, but like the vets don't always make the best choices, right? <laughs> They're rolling with with their guys. And um, you know, Kaminga, he might not get another shot with this team. I think, you know, I think he des- deserves to stay, but if they move him, it better be for something worth it because uh that might, you know, bite us on the butt. And also we we're around, we've been around long enough to see the Warriors punt on talent. And just as hard as it is to be a title contender, it's hard to like be a good team. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of feel like it's just got to be a bit of doing their due diligence. Um, you know, in terms of like what kind of player would be quote unquote worth it for, uh, to give up Kaminga. Um, you know, it's it's got to be packaged with pool and it's got to be somebody who's in that kind of fringe all-star range, right? Like, yeah. a, like a Drew Holiday, like a Pascal Siakam, like that type of player. Uh, right. Not the perennial all-star, but guys who have, you know, been in that echelon before. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, it's only natural that he's going to be part of it. I, I, I kind of, I kind of don't see it. Um, but, you also never know, like if they get a good offer, then they're going to do it. Right. So, yeah. so, you know, in some ways where I guess maybe we're being primed a little bit, not that they're thinking about us uh, and our reactions. Um, they're, they're, they're going to consider what is going to make the team best. Right. And so, right. Um, I mean, on the other hand, I mean, I, I, I especially don't give much credence to the moving up and drafting Scoot Henderson or one of the Thompsons. Like, I don't see that at all. Like that doesn't make any sense if you're or uh, or Derek Lively. No, no. And certainly not for Kaminga. Yeah. But uh, I mean, obviously like if you're going to get somebody who is high salaried, it's got to be pool and it's probably got to be Kaminga. So there's only a pretty narrow set of people who that could be, unless you're doing, you know, if you go back to our fake trades uh, episode, then if you're going for one of those depth trades, um, yeah. yeah, which it didn't, yeah. 
I mean, who knows? Who knows? But I, I mean, in terms of the other kind of draft chatter is is the more like the idea of moving back. Now, um, I think uh, I can't remember who I was listening to. It might have been uh, Givoni and Bobby Marks. They mentioned mm-hmm. how the Warriors have been pretty much only working out both older players and players who are kind of earmarked for a later first round, second round kind of territory. And uh, at various points, I've thought like um, that moving back and trying to pick out more draft capital for the future, for future trades or whatever um, could be the move. Right. Cause you know, being in the middle is sometimes the worst place to be Uh, not so much in the draft, but like in, in, in other places but but you know i think the adage holds a little bit that you know if it's not really going to be there then why not you know if there's some other guys you like move down maybe even get out of the first round or pick up some more Mm -hmm. second rounders in in the future those are things that are valuable especially um with people who have tried to analyze the cba and how how valuable it's going to be to have uh, even more than ever to have young uh, stock pool of, of people on your roster um, who can be the minimum wage workers while your top flight stars make all the money. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So, so I, I, I kind of feel like that seems to be the play because there has been, you know, kind of a trickle of, of the uh, who they worked out and um, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not these top players. Um, right. It's not right. even mostly not even, that many people who are projected mid first round. Uh, the, I will say with the caveat that like, uh, you know, me, it's uh, uh, the draft is usually warriors Christmas. Um, uh, I made a mistake, not a mistake, but uh, uh, I didn't know the draft was happening this week. So back in the, in the winter, I, I booked a, I booked a trip. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's as if I uh, booked a, you know, booked a uh some kind of a vacation away from the internet uh while <laughs> while christmas is happening so uh yeah. so for that reason i'm not as up on the draft as i as i usually am so um since i will be missing it yeah i mean because the warriors don't have a high pick and i think that they should trade out or as you said back for more assets um i'm actually not that interested in the draft i probably won't watch it <laughs> i'd even be uh, surprised if they stay where they are you know like i yeah I, it just feels like the logical thing would be unless they love Derek lively or something like that uh um, he won't be there though well I no think. i mean well I, I i mean unless they love him or there's somebody they're really targeting to like and they'll get up to like 10 or 11 or something like that right. um which i don't see because i don't think they have the assets to do it and then so i really think a, a trade back is 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 more likely you know maybe right. with yeah. like uh you know one of those teams like utah or or who has like a million and a half draft picks right and mm-hmm. you know try to cash in on a few of those right yeah 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 let me let me ask you do you remember uh i want to ask because i haven't talked about it since uh it came out like that that podcast with uh, that Draymond podcast with Steve Kerr. You see a clip of that where you know it was kind of going around socials. I've actually never listened to to Draymond's uh, podcast. Pretty sure he hasn't listened to mine either. <laughs> never <laughs> <So>. know. <laughs> but um, uh, I've I've seen a ton of clips, and um, you know he's talking to Kerr, and I think it was during a game where they're talking about one of the 
finals games or Eastern Conference finals games. And uh, Kerr had said something about, you know, the Heat having players who uh, just are all in and don't whine or pout or whatever. I don't know his exact words if they're not getting playing time. And, you know, everybody took that as a kind of, you know, a jab at Poole and Kaminga. And me personally, I don't necessarily know if I think of it as an intentional jab. I mean, he's a smart guy. He's a media savvy guy, great talker. But like it's it's to me like that's who his like mental reference is right like I don't think he was trying to make it a, a dig but it's like you know he's speaking from maybe most recent experience and uh, I don't know did did you have any thoughts on that whole thing Yeah I didn't I I think that people read it as um you know making digs at specifically the younger guys and that's what we've heard the most rumors of but let's also remember that we heard that they were earlier in the season criticizing clay for for being selfish and taking bad shots and so i think that i think it's a broader uh global view of the team and i think you know i can't remember but who said it but i think that the point is that they've likely had these conversations with each other already you know that he's like if 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 pool or kaminga heard that or or clay heard that on the podcast it's not the first time that they've heard it you know mm-hmm. i think that they've probably all talked about it right and i i i would tend to believe that um and they all know that the vibes were off they all know that they all yeah. know that they weren't playing for each other um we've all been on, you know, group situations where that happened. Right. And you mm-hmm. kind of don't need somebody to say it, right. Like you, or, or it's, it's obvious to you too. So I, I don't think it was new information. I think that um, I don't think he's being duplicitous or, 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 you know, gossipy like, Oh, as if he didn't talk to those players or that the whole organization didn't have these conversations. I just don't, I don't think that that's how it works. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that for sure, but um, and then at the same time too, um, you know, he's he's maybe to a fault sometimes uh, too forth forthcoming, um, and then at the same time he does from, come from the school of uh, Phil Jackson and and Popovich, where they did message things outward, and mm-hmm. and so maybe these things were conversations that they had in some way, but they're also uh reminders and missives to uh, to everybody to um you know get their act together right like mm-hmm. it and that it need needed to be reiterated and that and maybe it's also about like being a little bit transparent and like you know letting people know i mean some people will probably feel like i i'm giving too much a benefit of the doubt and that's and that's fine i think we all have our interpretations right so mm-hmm. um but I don't I don't think it was especially um, salacious or anything like that. Right. It's one of those things that it depends on how you kind of perceive the situation already. You know, I mean, uh, I will say, like, I, I think the clay thing is totally different because that was in-house and they talked to him about it and they know how to talk to him. And I just feel like, you know, also, you know, because this thing came out after that, that weird Stephen A. Smith, Draymond thing when they were like, you know, on some broadcast while one of the games was going on. 
And uh, I, I talked about this in, in a previous episode, I think, but like, uh, just again, it's not super fresh in my mind, but I just remember it just was so strange how uh, Draymond was, you know, talking about how the the punching of Jordan Poole uh, affected their season, but he talked about it in terms of like he was held back or like he wasn't able to be yeah. who he was yeah. as if he was for lack of a better term, like the victim in this thing yeah. as if like, you know, Oh, like because you did that. <laughs> people, yeah. Because people wouldn't let me or be, because the normies uh, wanted me to take a step back or something like that. Obviously those aren't his words, but that was the vibe I got. And it was like, okay. And so I admit like watching this team all last season, having these thoughts, observations and suspicions, uh, you know, like I, I try not to veer off into like, you know, conspiratorial stuff. And uh, I've always, always given Kerr, uh, I mean, I've, I've, I love Kerr. Like, I think he's, he's great. And when people have gotten on him in the past, uh, like I've been like, no, 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 you know, it's, it's all, uh, I get it. Right. Like when he said <laughs> our favorite chasing wins, when people got on him for that a few years back, uh, I was like, no, I, I get that. Cause I mean, you and I talked about how it wasn't about that season. It was about the following season and that's the season they won their fourth title. So um, it, it did kind of like feel, cause it, it, you know, we don't know, like everybody was singing Kaminga's praises uh, during the regular season, especially in the final couple months, a couple months or the month, last month and a half or something like that. When Wiggins was out, when G, uh, GP was uh, injured, but then all of a sudden, like, you know, oh, he's he's not a team player during the playoffs. And for me, it's like he's what, 20 years old. If he pouted, that's a shame. But again, I don't think that's this fireable or get him off my team offense. No. Again, I'm not in the locker room, but to me, it's like that level of talent that you were so high on before. Uh, you know, you opted. You know, Wiggins came back. Obviously, you play him, uh, but you opted for Gary Payton the second in all these other you know small fractional minutes, uh, and then of course Moses Moody. So it you know like I'm. <laughs> I hate to be like suspicious of this, but but like all this gaslighting of this punch throughout the season where we're saying like, I think this is still lingering. Like, how, you know, how can you get over this? This is affecting people. And then everybody like gaslighting it all season being like, nah, it just happens. You know, it's like men, sports, <clears throat> you know, gr- grunting, sweating, brawling. And um, and then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, I did. You know, and I get why they why they would gaslight it and not not admit it. You know, they're trying to keep everything together. But then uh, it was just like, you know, uh, I was I became a little like you know, uncertain about some of the stuff that comes uh, out of their mouths a little bit. But again, that's because well, Warriors franchise or fan base is kind of like has it picking and uh, picking it, choosing its uh, its its spots. You know, well, which, that's why everybody's been was anxious about Bob leaving because Bob seemed to be the kind of like the, the cultural constant or like the, the kind of centering of, of, uh, of everybody. Right. Um, and, uh, maybe he was tired of that. Right. Um, uh, and, and so, you know, this is where, you know, people's got to step up. So Kerr's got to do better. Um, and I think he's mentioned that, um, but he does. and, and you know the the old the old guard they have to do better they have to lead better 
They can't, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, I think, you know, yes, it's true that they probably went too far with, uh, with the youth brigade on the bench, you know, and, and probably thought that Andre would be a little bit more helpful than he was and not even about playing, but it's just different when you're in street clothes. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, you know, we're going to see what kind of corrections get made. Um, there's going to be new coaches. Um, there's going to be, have to be, if they keep coming they have to make it work. Right. Like mm-hmm. he, uh, you know, and to be fair, they, they were just integrating Wiggins right back at the start of the playoffs. And so, you know, that, that is a tough place to, to make it all work. Um, but that's the job. And, and now, you know, uh, presuming that they keep him, which is, you know, uh, not a sure thing, but do it. <laughs> you know, let's see it. Let's see it, Kerr. Let's see it, uh, Dunleavy and the management. Um, and let's see the veterans come together a little bit too. Yeah. 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 Um, it'll be interesting because like, you know, those, the top six of Draymond, Steph, Clay, uh, come on, Looney, Wiggins, and Carrie Payne the second. Like, those are the guys that I feel like Steph definitely wants around, and uh, everything else. It's like, well, you know, like there's some guys in there that <laughs> maybe aren't necessarily better <laughs> than the guys that Steph wants to move. And he's on the court, he has you know, the chemistry and all that stuff, and what he wants. Um, but you know, we'll. We'll definitely see. I mean, uh, we could go on and on and on about this, and we probably will throughout the summer as uh, as as things change. But um, yeah, uh, thanks for thanks for coming on. You got anything else? Yeah, yeah. I just want to. Uh, I if we can end on a fun note. Um, uh, did you hear or see some of uh, Carl Anthony Towns's uh, quotes? Did you see some uh, of that? I, I was I was in a place. Well, yeah, I was in a place where I couldn't listen, but thank God people put text, and I was yeah. like, "What? What? Well, cool. uh, wow! Can, uh, interesting guy. Interesting guy. Um, uh, I I just you know you you look at that team and you look at him as a player and, and, and I bring him up because he did come up in our fake trades episode. Right. And uh, you know, I've done some fake trades for him and I'm like, wow, you know, could be such a good fit. But then you see stuff like that. You're like, I don't know. No. Like, I don't know. I gets it, you know? Yeah. I was like, no, I don't want it. <laughs> I think we already have one, one player who changed the game. I don't know if we can, I don't know if the league could handle two players who changed the game. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I have nothing to add to that because it was just kind of a mouth agape. Uh, I was like, I might as well have been Mike Dunleavy getting kicked in the face. Cause I was like, <laughs> what? Uh, and I think that was, that's what, everyone else said or thought and it really makes you think like uh you know as professional athletes people who are coddled and people who are like in their own uh bubbles and stuff like that like what they really believe (laughs) about themselves and you know people hyping them up i mean the extreme is like boxers right because they have to be told they're the best they have to believe it because it's one-on-one in there you know, uh, in, in terms of fighting, but like players as well in, in team sports, you, you have to believe it because it's so hard and competitive, but yeah, that's a, that's a great note to, to end on, man. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thanks uh, for bringing that up. And thanks for coming on. Y'all can find 
Uh, Aram in Toronto on Twitter at Aram Collier. It's on the screen, A-R-A-M-C-O-L-L-I-E-R. And if you're not on our Discord server, you can join it for free. If you don't know what Discord is, it's kind of like a, I don't know, like an app, forum, platform, talk thing. It's kind of like Slack, but not. So check it out. Link is in the show notes below. All right. All right. Well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review saying good stuff about the show on Apple Podcasts, that would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time and go Dubs.